All right, what's up, Rooted fam? It's Doe with my girl Mo, and together we run the Rooted Life. Uh, here at the Rooted Life, we help people pursue wholeness in the areas of faith and relationships. And we've got several podcast seasons, mm-hmm. devotionals, courses. We're on social media, y'all. We got a lot of stuff going on. But currently, we are in the midst of our newest season, season five, which is all about friendships. And honestly, it just feels so timely because a lot of us are reevaluating and reassessing all of our relationships coming out of a pandemic for a whole year at the house. Um, And also adult friendships are hard and complicated. And so we just want to see people thrive. So what's up, Mo? What do you think about this season so far? It's been a read. Mm. I didn't realize there's so many more areas I need to go <laughs> in my friendship. I'm like, Welcome. Wow. Okay. We're still learning. Um, but I think you basically covered everything about us, which I love. I would just add that we have both failed miserably mm. at friendships. So we're excited to share the mistakes that we've made, the lessons we learned along the way. Um, and speaking of lessons, girl, last episode. Oh, I'm, yeah. I mean. Excellent. Speechless. Excellent. I, Holy Spirit just. <laughs> he snatched all of our edges. Going in. Just got these edges back. Mm. I mean, they'll but grow back. They'll, they'll, they'll come back, though. We're, we're believing God <laughs> for the edges oil. to come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all, in that last episode, we talked about how tough it is to navigate a season when you don't have any friends. Yeah. And we provided some survival tips, a.k.a. some do's and don'ts for that season. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that episode really blessed us. So if you haven't heard that, please be sure to check it out ASAP. Mm-hmm. It's always encouraging to just reflect on how God brings you from one season to the next. Mm-hmm. And even though I wish I had those tips in the me, myself, and I season, it's just great to see how far we've come. So let's go ahead and get into our glows and grows for the week. Okay. Grow number one for me is baby, my prayer life, non-existent. Mm. It happens in spurts. Like, I, of course, I talk to God all day. Right. We be talking all day. Mm-hmm. Well, I be talking. I be talking. I be talking to him. I mean, he talks sometimes, but mostly it's me talking. <laughs> Let me be honest about fair, that, first fair. off. But, like, I haven't had dedicated prayer time in my quiet time. I've just been, like, in the word, which mm. is good. But also, like, I want to be interceding for people that I love yeah. and care for. And so I've been moving back to good old acts, the adoration. What is it? Adoration, song. confession, confession thanksgiving, thanksgiving, and supplication. supplication. Um, so just having more intentional prayer time for my family and for my friends. Mm-hmm. And even, like, we have our prayer call you know, yeah. every week. And this week we actually text our prayer request. It was nice to like be on my face for my friends and mm-hmm. like, be like I'm going to pray five minutes just for Dory and her family. I'm going to pray five minutes for Toby, five minutes for Esther. That's and just good. like having, I just want to intercede for people. Like I love y'all. And the most powerful thing I can do for your life is to pray for you. That's really good. So just been working on doing that more consistently. So that's my grow. Maybe it'll be my glow next week that has been Come consistent. On. We shall I believe see. it. The glow is taking care of myself. I mean, I got more than eight hours several nights this week wow. i got eight and a half i think twice that's a lot of sleep it's so much that's too much sleep. still took a nap <laughs> morgan that is so much you be sleeping Dude, i be so i exhausted. do not like sleep like that oh really no like i i like to get to bed but like i was actually reading an article that talked about how you know they used to just say eight hours of sleep for everybody mm-hmm. when that's actually not the case like mm. people people's bodies function best off of different hours of sleep and there's a category of people who like five to six and a half is actually like suitable for your life and how you function and I think I fall in that category because like I'm a six if I get (laughs) six six and a half like seven for me feels like the biggest win oh my but like I'm really shooting for six I don't. I probably don't get enough sleep, but I'm just saying, like eight and a half to me just feels like baby. Are, what are I you got doing? Nine and a half last week. Oh my god, <laughs> that feels like get up, dude. I can't. I, just, I do wake up too groggy. Nine and a half is too much, but I have been getting sleep. <laughs> anyway. It's taking better care of myself. Like, yeah, I worked out 
four times. Let's in go. A row That's this great week. Mm-hmm. And I did the Peloton app. So I was really go. going in. Mm-hmm. So proud of myself. And then cooking and just trying to get my finances. So I feel like I'm recovering from outside Ooh, um, yeah. because outside really just blew all of my disciplines, everything out of the window. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, all right, outside, you here, maybe to stay hopefully Maybe. fingers crossed right but i need to like consistently take care of myself yeah. and not just being out in these streets with my friends all that's the time spending money really real because so that's, <laughs> that's all i do <laughs> um so my grow speaking of areas where we've been slipping mm-hmm. um for me it's discipline so mm-hmm. as you know as the person that i got insomnia cookies with uh, <laughs> earlier this don't do that. week hey, well don't last do week that. um anyway we're not going to talk about it because I said in the moment, you was like, I don't want to hear about it. So you ain't hearing about it. However, I am trying to be on Hall 30, but I have you had are. to reset. I'm starting over today. Like, oh, wow. Because the whole week was trash. I just feel like mm-hmm. just throw it all out. Like the baby and the bathwater, everything okay. just go. It was a hard week to be on Hall It was a hard though. week. Was. I was back in work and y'all, I was bringing breakfast and snacks and lunch into the office to mm-hmm. welcome people back. So it just was like not, and I had not best prepared myself with my own mm. breakfast and snacks and lunch yeah, that so that I could actually function. So this weekend, going to the grocery store again, <laughs> um, but actually doing the meal prep. That's, that's the it. biggest thing. And remembering that, like, I don't have to do, I don't have to be disciplined out of my own strength. Like, True. I forget, like, oh, yeah, there is, like, a helper that exists in me that I can be like, hey, Lord, can you help me resist this that. temptation? So, um, yeah, y'all, just just pray for me because I'm trying to get back snatched how I was, like, going into my birthday. Mm. was super, super snatched. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, y'all just pray for you, girl. My glow, though, it's just I'm really proud of how I've been walking open hands. Um, mm. So I'm not going to get into all the details. You already know, but just a lot of work stuff has been going on where mm-hmm. I'm, like, not sure what's going to happen next for me professionally. And mm-hmm. there's been a lot of different ups and downs over the last like six weeks of like, am I going to stay? Is something new going to happen? Will a promotion come? Will a new job come? Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I, in the beginning, the uncertainty was really overwhelming me. Yeah. But um, towards the second half of the six weeks, I really was just like, you know what, Lord, I know that you know what is best for me. So I'm opening my hands up to whatever it is that you have. And I actually got a call the other day of like, what would have been bad news. And Mm -hmm. I was like smiling, getting off the phone with her. Like, you know what? This is great because that means that the opportunity God has for me, the door Mm -hmm. for that is opening up. And Mm so that perspective, I'm like, Ooh, Lord, you're really doing a work. Cause like, I'm not sad about bad news, which is weird. Mm. So yeah. Faithfulness. That girl faithful. Woo. Love that for you, though. Just seeing you grow through this whole experience has been so encouraging. Well, like we told y'all when we kicked the season off, we wanted the season to be about navigating friendships, but not just like be nice to your friends and like set boundaries, but like the complex and nuanced friendships and relationships that we all are learning to navigate. Yeah. So that brings us to the topic of this podcast episode, mm-hmm. frenemies. Ooh. Ooh, that feels awkward. Just seeing the word makes me kind of cringe, yep. honestly. Yep, it reminds me of a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I feel like it's kind of a cuss word for Christians, <laughs> which I can't wait to get into more. But let me just first give the definition. According to dictionary.com, frenemies are a person or group or is a person or group that is friendly toward another because the relationship brings benefits, but harbors feelings of resentment or mm. rivalry. Mm. So this type of friendship is tough, y'all. And I think it's tough for a few reasons. One, I think it takes some time to figure out who is your real friend and when somebody kind of is a friend of me. It takes time to see that. I think also in the Christian faith, we have taken Jesus' command to turn the other cheek kind of to extremes where it ends up being unhealthy, unsafe, and unloving. And I think a lot of Christians struggle with boundaries because we want to be loving. We want to extend grace. 
But I think sometimes with frenemies, we could end up in relationships that are emotionally abusive mm. and emotionally unsafe for the sake of the gospel, which I don't know is good. I don't know if that's good doctrine or not. That's good. Um, unless God has called you there, there's nuance there. But I think sometimes we keep ourselves in situations because we think that we are being a blessing to people, mm-hmm. not recognizing that we still are God's temple. And so we still have to be careful mm. and mindful. So I think sometimes we just put up with more than we're meant to because we think that we are, I don't know, being like Jesus. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, I think really we need to reframe that sentiment of turning the other cheek to um, operating out of compassion instead of with a revengeful heart. Like that's really what it's about. You're turning the other cheek because you're saying, I'm not going to respond to you the way you're responding to me. I'm going to give you something different than what you're giving me, but I'm also going to be considerate of my own mental, emotional, and physical well-being in the process. So to your first point, you know, it can be difficult to know if someone is your friend or your enemy, or in between, mm-hmm. and really your frenemy. So I think we should maybe just kind of talk through, like, how do you know when someone is giving frenemy vibes? That's a good point. Okay, frenemy vibe number one. I think they just often make snide comments to put you down. Mm. And I was telling you earlier, there was this girl that we all hung out with in high school that honestly was a bully. Like, yeah. I mean, I told you some of the stuff she you did, she did, <laughs> and your mouth was literally open. open. I'm like... That girl was mean, but yeah. I thought she was my friend. I think we kind of all thought we did, but she would yeah. always put, just like use her words to put me down. Like she would say things, this is crazy. She would say things like, like you can't wear that lip gloss because you're dark skinned. There's Ursa. so many things wrong with that. So many problems. I, I don't even have time to unpack how problematic that is. Yeah. Colorism. And I'm not even dark. I can wear and, she was projecting. and she was projecting. That's the crazy She was darker part. than me. And also people can wear whatever lip gloss they would like to wear. Absolutely. For, for themselves. Kid. Yeah, they can do that. <laughs> yes. But that's like one of many comments. She would yeah. always just say really smart remarks about my appearance, other people's appearance, just all the time. Um, and it was difficult to try to figure out, like, are we friends? Are mm-hmm. we not friends? Because sometimes she would be nice, but there would just always be something. There's always something underlying with yeah. her. Um, no matter how good the time was, she would always find a way to kind of, like, bring me down with, like, a negative comment, wow. particularly about my appearance. And so eventually I just realized like I can't put up with this. And so the tool I have for this is just like square up. <laughs> you just have to square up. Throw on those hands, sis. You have to square up. I don't know. I how mean, else. I think that's biblical. <laughs> Jesus flipped a few tables. I mean, no, I'm just like <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. Don't square up. Obviously. Don't square up. But I think you have to be direct in the moment. Like she stopped doing that once I honestly just stood up for myself Mm -hmm. and made it clear like I don't like this I'm not okay with this and I'm not putting up with this and I expressed to her that I didn't like it and once I honestly stood up to her she stopped doing that Mm -hmm. so yeah that was hard I mean that is but that is a really clear sign that like "Mm, there's something else going on here yeah because when someone is like to you or to others talking poorly or like just not in a way that is like loving and kind like there's a problem here and and to your point like you just got to address it head on and kind of like how we were talking about separately it's like you can't allow like the joking kind of vibe to flow in this because Mm -hmm. people will think that like well she's letting it fly by so it's cool but you Mm got to really just head on be like nah I don't like it what's Mm -mm. up Uh, I love that. Okay, so a friend of me vibe number two mm-hmm. is when people are talking about you to others, Ooh. but not directly to you. Mm. Okay, I feel like this one is such a clear sense that, or a clear sign that there's some resentment going on here or yeah. some sort of rivalry because you feel the need to talk badly about me to other people, but not to me. Like you're mm. being one way with me, but you really don't like me. And so I kind of dealt with this with a friend who, We were like running really tough for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, 
you know, I'm hearing from another friend that they're like, have all these feelings about me. But when we're spending time together or talking, like everything's fine. Mm. And I did notice that there was like somewhat of a shift in the relationship. But I just thought it was like we're both busy or we Mm -hmm. don't really, um, you know, the timing just hasn't been working out or whatever. I didn't think there was actually a problem. Mm. So finally, um, I think that like they reached out to me for my birthday or something. And I was like, okay, this is weird. So I just called and I'm like, hey, did I do something to upset you? Like, you know, my my approach to that was just like straight up asking, like, is there a problem? And not in a like confrontational way, but just mm-hmm. like, hey, girl, are you upset with me about something or did I do something? Like, let me know because I'm feeling like some tension. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to respect the other relationship. Right. So I didn't want to reveal like, well, I heard da 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 because I don't think that's necessary to get into the he say, she say. Mm-mm. But I think when I was like, vulnerable with her by saying like hey I feel like something's different that I hurt you it created room for her to be able to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and finally be like well actually I'm feeling this type of way about whatever type of thing Mm -hmm. and I think you know one thing that's important when it comes to addressing people like the next step is both parties have to decide are we willing to let this thing go so that we can actually continue to be friends because if not the same thing's just going to keep happening and Mm -hmm. there's going to be this tension and nobody wants to like feel that in a friendship and in our case she did not want to reconcile and so I had to respect that and we decided to no longer be friends but I think it was for the best because as I said like nobody wants to be sitting in a friendship that feels like off and uncomfortable so Mm -hmm. it's hard but you know anytime you kind of get wind of like okay there's a problem here just go ahead and address it and see what's up and and work through it and determine, do we want to continue the relationship? Right. And I love that you talked about, like, you were trying to seek clarity in the relationship. Yeah. But I think sometimes with the frenemy situations, like, there's just a lack of clarity. Yep. Because they have resentment or, you you know, there's, like, underlying things that you all haven't discussed. And some, yeah. something about bringing it to the light gives them, gives you both the opportunity to, to reevaluate. Like, yep. do we want to move forward? So I think that was just a really good point. Yeah. All right, friend of me vibe number three mm. is that they struggle to celebrate you. It's almost like they don't want to see you win. Dang. Um, and I think I just want to add a side note. Like this is different from like there's times like one of us has a win and the other person's struggling. I think mm-hmm. we all deal with yeah. that. Like if there's an unanswered prayer and God answers that prayer for someone else, I think we all have moments of like, oh, it's hard to be happy for yep. you. Like yep. that's I think that's, that's just normal. part of being human. That's normal. But mm-hmm. we're talking about people who like consistently just struggles to have positive things to say when you're about to have a W or when you're winning. They just yes. like make snide remarks to pull you down or like want you to feel like you're undeserving or incapable of like receiving that win. That's like it's good. like they just don't want to see you be successful. Yeah. And I was thinking about this guy I literally dated 10 years ago and it was the first time I tried to get back on like the Jesus, Jesus, I don't know, train wagon, <laughs> the train, Jesus something. Train. Um, and I was like struggling obviously, but I was trying to be consistent and I remember just telling him, like, I'm really trying to change my life. Like, I'm trying mm-hmm. to do this Jesus thing. And he literally was like, you're always going to be the same person. Like, you're not going to change. Sir, little what? Little did he know. Baby, Here little did he know. Joke's on him. Come on, in ministry full time. <laughs> Baby. Got a podcast about okay, Jesus. Like, what's up? And I literally was like, where no. he at now? Let's square up. <laughs> we way. actually follow each other on the Bible app. <laughs> <laughs> So he gets to see you in that word. <laughs> that is so funny. But um, needless to say, things did not work out with him. Because no. like, he just didn't want to see me win. It's like, yeah. even if you doubt my ability to to walk faithfully with God, in a moment where someone's trying to celebrate, a good friend wants to celebrate with Absolutely. you. Not try to pull you down from that celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so for me, I didn't do this in the moment. I just stopped talking to him. But I think if I went back in time, like I would just share my observation. Like I'm noticing that when I'm trying to celebrate a win with you, like Mm. you're not able to celebrate with me or you respond to my celebration with something that's negative Mm. or not positive. Like, and just again, kind of what we're saying before is like bringing it to the light, like bringing it to the surface so we can deal with it. Um, and I think that helps people bring awareness because sometimes you don't even know that you're being like that. That's real. But sometimes just opening it up and starting a conversation um, could be a segue to some healing for both mm-hmm. of you. Yeah, that's really good. I think the common denominator between all three of these scenarios, if you feel like you're dealing with a frenemy, is just get clarity. Yeah. Like, be clear about how you're feeling based mm-hmm. off of their comments or actions and allow them to be clear to kind of give the context as to hopefully in a situation where y'all continue to be friends, it's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I was acting this way because, and you're able to just talk and move through that thing. But you know, as pastor Ben says, clarity is kind. It always is. All right, y'all. So the three ways that you will know if someone is your friend of me, here are the vibes. They're consistently using their words to bring you down. They're consistently struggling to celebrate you or they're consistently talking bad about you to other people. (laughs) But you know, what's interesting. Sometimes we neglect to even, assess ourselves against these frenemy vibes because Mm. it's so much easier to point the finger at how other people are treating us versus how we may be treating others. Yes. So I think the question we all need to be asking ourselves at this point is, am I the frenemy? Ooh. Am I the one using my words to bring my friends down? Mm. Do I struggle to celebrate my friends? Like, and am I consistently talking bad about my friends to other people? And kind of what you said, it's so easy to blame everybody else, but like we have to take accountability. And so I think before we even move on to anything else in this episode, we all need to like take a pause mm-hmm. and like ask, ask yourself, like, do I have more frenemy tendencies than friendship ten- tendencies? Um, because if we do, it's probably the result of some unresolved hurt, mm-hmm. some pain, or even the resentment, like you talked about earlier, that yeah. we need to work through so that we can love ourselves better so we can love other people better. Because yeah. if people are treating you like that, it's just a reflection of how they treat themselves. Mm. And we talked about it earlier, like your outer world is just a reflection of your inner world. Yes. So there's just stuff that you have to work on. But I think that, this is a good moment for us to just pause and just assess how we're um, interacting with our friends and if we actually are being good friends to other people. Yeah, that's good. And I, I think even beyond that, it's like sometimes we have to consider, even if we're not actively participating, our silence or being like a mm. silent witness to seeing someone else operate in this way, true. in a way is subconsciously approving whatever it is that they're That's doing true. or saying. So I think sometimes even if we're not experiencing it directly or doing it directly, we still have a responsibility to kind of like help to help other people kind of see like, uh, maybe we shouldn't talk about that person like that. Or kind of to your point about just bringing observation, like mm, I notice every time you talk about such and such, like you feel some type of way, like, do you want to talk mm-hmm. about that with me and maybe helping that person process something so that yeah. you don't end up being an accomplice accidentally. Ooh. So uh, we get it y'all, you know, like sometimes there are specific nuances too in friendships where you cannot fully just like separate or end a relationship mm-hmm. that feels like it's uh, more of a frenemy maybe y'all work together or y'all are family friends like there's a lot of different complex scenarios where you still got to be in relationship with this person Mm -hmm. but you know there are ways to create emotional distance so that there are boundaries in place to protect us from the drama that can come with certain type of friendships so what you think mo what's kind of one of the boundaries you you try to set here well before i get into that i think this part is so helpful because i think this is the part that a lot of christians and people struggle with because we think well someone's my friend of me like Wiping my hands clean. I'm done with them. I'm not talking to them anymore. But maybe God has also called you to be in relationship with that person. Good point. He may have called you. So we may not be able to wipe our hands, quote, you know, clean up people, but there's still a way to love them Mm -hmm. and honor ourselves. And I think sometimes we think those two things are 
um, in opposition, but there's a way to love other people and love yourself without Correct. putting yourself in an unsafe situation. And so I think what we're about to talk through kind of answers our dilemma earlier about what, you know, why Christians may struggle with boundaries. So I'm excited because, you know, I love, I love a good boundary girl. Good boundary. I'm not always good at them, but I do really love them. Yeah, you do. <laughs> okay. So the first boundary that you can do, um, if you're in a relationship with someone who's uh, a friend of me is prepare yourself before you spend time with them. Mm. Um, I think, I think about like how I get ready to go out. Like there's things I do to get myself ready to go yeah. out. And that's the same thing that I would do with people who I know, um, honestly, who are emotionally exhausting or also my frenemies. And I mm. think you just have to get yourself prepared emotionally, mentally, spiritually, so that you can be in space mm -hmm. to enter that space with them in a kind in a loving way and not allow them to, to, um, steal your peace or joy with their words. And so for me, that looked like before I hang out with them, I'm listening to worship music. Mm. I'm praying, I'm journaling, I'm processing with God, maybe even saying some affirmations or scriptures over yourself, praying Ephesians six, like getting yourself, um, girded up so that you can be prepared. And I think that's for any situation that, that requires a lot of you emotionally, you have to get yourself mentally and emotionally prepared. Otherwise you go into their empty and now they're just pouring all this negativity into your cup and you're just yes. receiving it without any kind of defense. Yep. No, baby. That is so good. I think to that point, like limiting the amount of time that you spend with that person. Like right. you don't have to be a yes man to every single time they invite you somewhere or ask you to go do something. Like you can set boundaries just in being like, you know what? Um, I'm going to limit the amount of times you may need to say no more than usual, which mm -hmm. is sometimes unfamiliar for some of us. Right. But thinking about how that protects us from having to be in someone's presence a lot longer than what we need to. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that could look like just like scheduling like a monthly, like, Oh, okay. We do this. Like, on the fourth Sunday after church, like we grab brunch and that is our time. So you mm -hmm. can also know when you need to be preparing yourself exactly. for that. And you're hanging with them, but not doing it so frequent that it would impact your emotional and spiritual well-being. Mm -hmm. And that also transitions even into how much you're on the phone or texting, like just how available you are to that particular person. So just cut down on a little bit of that time. Mm -hmm. And I think the last thing we can do is we can be mindful of how much influence we allow them to have in our lives. Yeah. Like we may not be able to, you know, quote, avoid them, but we can avoid giving them the room in our lives to influence the direction and quality of our life. That's good. And so I think for me, when I've been in friendships with people who are honestly more frenemies than friends, like I limit how much of my life I share with them. Mm. I'm still real with them. I'm so honest, but I'm not sharing the most intimate and vulnerable pieces of my life because I know that you're not able to honor that and important, steward that well. Important. You're not able to do that, but we can still have a real relationship. We're just not going to talk about the things I'm dealing with in therapy my or struggles. the things like yeah, you're just not in a space to be able to respect that. So I don't have to yes. share that with you. That doesn't make me any less real or any less authentic. That's good. I'm just protecting my emotional energy. Um, I think also another thing I was thinking about is like being prayerful about their feedback and suggestions. Like yeah. when you're in a relationship with someone who's a friend of me, if what they're saying is coming from a source of like resentment, then everything that they're saying to you oftentimes could be painted from a lens of resentment mm -hmm. or frustration. So mm -hmm. I would go to somebody else and like, Hey, I received feedback about blah, 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 blah. What are your thoughts about that? That's good. Cause there may be some truth to what they say may not be, but I sometimes think it's helpful to like be prayerful about it and then get a second opinion mm -hmm. um, just to make sure that you're receiving it. Um, if it is something you need to work on. Yeah, that is really good. I mean, I think we just really have to overall remember that like boundaries are godly yep. and they are loving toward you 
and toward other people. And so we can just prepare ourselves before we spend time with these folks. We can be mindful of the amount of time we spend with them and then just also be mindful about how much influence we allow them to have in our lives. So y'all, we hope that y'all enjoyed these good practical tips. And as always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Rooted Life Podcast. Yep. And while you're listening to this episode, y'all go ahead and take a quick screenshot. <laughs> Tag us, post it in your stories. And don't forget, if you're looking for a new devotional, then you can go to the link in our bio on Instagram and start our Thrive Plan about friendships on the YouVersion Bible app. Yep, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, do us a favor, y'all. Rate us five stars. Leave us a brief review telling us something you love. Yeah, y'all, go ahead and drop a review. We ain't seen a review in a little minute, so we would love to hear from y'all. And on this episode, we just want to shout out one of our listeners by the username Kish Dre, who said that the podcast is simply amazing and right on time. Thank you, Kish Dre, and look at God showing up as always. All right, Rooted fam, we love y'all, and we will see y'all in the next episode. Stay rooted.